I just I just came off a uh, a ten day detox, and um, I just did all raw vegetables and fruits. I heard like some negatives on uh, you know detoxing. I heard, I know some people talk about like you know it's hard to really detox because you have toxins in your body that's good, and like they're toxins that's good and bad. You feel me? De- definitely so, man. I like to think I detox almost every day because I'm vegan. <laughs> Get it. So, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, man. You know what? I'm, um, my name is Brandon Pope. Um, I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland and, uh, zone 15 to be exact. You know, a lot of times if you're from a particular place, you have to make sure it's known what segment you're in. Right. And so born and raised in Baltimore, um, you know, I moved, I actually moved to Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma, when I was around, man, it was probably around 20, 21, 22, somewhere around that range. Um, I was actually pursuing to go to Bible school and, um, or Bible college rather. And so I actually wanted to be uh, like a pastor. You know, I felt a call to go to ministry. And, you know, I spent the year out there. And, uh, it, you know, it was really intense, man. It was like military for religion, per se, for Christianity. And, you know, I, I really took a look at myself and I said, hey, man, I'm not ready to dedicate to that full calling, right? I, it's one of those things where you have to be honest with yourself with where you are. And so, you know, I, I came back home and I decided, nah, you know, I really, I didn't want to go back. And so, you know, at the time when I didn't go back, I started, I got into sales. And so I actually, I started selling cars for three years on a hundred percent commission. And so, you know, that's, that's where I really learned about people. Um, you know, it was really like a degree in psychology, man. Uh, you know, especially like the psychology of selling, dealing with, um, you know, personality types and, you know, dealing with certain cultures because certain cultures have certain ways that they negotiate. You know what I mean? And I learned so much. And so, you know, I, I've been in sales. I went door to door trying to get people to convert to different energy companies. Um, and so everything about me is sales. You know, then I got into some real estate investing. Um, you know, I, I did a couple techniques called wholesaling. Um, I'm not for sure if you're familiar with wholesaling, but it's a way to control the property without totally owning the property. And so, you know, I did about three, three deals and that went well. Um, and then, you know, had a lot of life challenges. So, you know, that kind of took the back burner. Um, so kind of fast forward to now I'm in the process of getting back into real estate. Um, you know, I buy and sell electronics uh, and sell them online. Um, so, you know, that's going really well. Um, you know, it, it's the, the Internet now has really changed the game on how we can be entrepreneurs. So, you know, that's kind of brief overview. I have three sons. Um, uh, one is actually about to be 13 in December. I have one that's three and two. So, you know, I'm busy. And, you know, I'm, I'm just, man, I, I feel like I'm talking all day because I'm talking to them. I'm doing a <laughs> podcast at night. And it's just like, man, I'm talking, talking, talking. But I love it because 
I, I love inspiring and motivating. So, you know, that's that's me in a nutshell, man. That's me in a nutshell. I guess an example of mine is I was just about to write an article about being like in an elite gamer circle, right? I was mm-hmm. I used to play this game and I was in like I was really so good. I was in the elite like conversations with like the the top tier of um alliance. Like it was like um it was a war it was like one of those war strategy based games. I got really good and like I understood and like started seeing, you know, like things of government. Like it was literally like an in the inner circle, the higher the higher tier. And these people were controlling the entire server. Like they would tell other alliances what to do. So I got I understood like, you know, some stuff about government. Like there was um for example, there was there was a new it was these new people, long story short, there was these people who were going to just, just take over the server. And like, we knew ahead of time, right? Um, we knew ahead of time, uh, people in the upper ring. And honestly, we didn't even know how to tell the people in our lives. But like, yo, it's really something that you really, if you really take it out of just that perspective, just gaming and putting into like owning government, like being in government, you can really understand like how, a government official would look at it differently. You feel me? Like if you own a country, like you can understand how you could take that knowledge from the gaming and being in the upper echelon to, you know, if you own property, like in how you related to just owning, not even just property, but owning like territory and land. And I just think that's, there's this always, you can always learn life, life lessons from, you know, things that you just don't expect. And it don't always have to be education. That's true. And, you know, I did a lot of reading, um, you know, when I was selling cars, like, you know, one of the books that impacted me was The Psychology of Selling by Brian Tracy. Um, And then, you know, to further that, I got into a sales trainer by the name of Grant Cardone. And that's when my sales IQ really went to the next level. Right. Because a lot of times in certain fields, it's just certain people you connect with and you match that energy. And so, like you said, it's so many things you learn without that formal, formal education per se. And you, you, you touched up on, um, uh, you said you used to, uh, you, you did marketing, you did sales, um, and then you yeah. moved on to um, uh, real estate and did wholesaling. I'm, I'm really interested in that. Like, uh, I, I, can you talk about that a little bit? That's uh, it's really interesting. Talk about it, man. So wholesaling is really the introductory level to get in real estate with little to no money down, right? And what I mean by that, I'm give you an example. Um, one of my first wholesale deals um, was I sent a postcard to a lady that received a violation from the city about high grass, right? And so come to find out the house or the property was willed to her. So she didn't live there. She didn't keep up the property and she wanted to sell it. And so at the time, you know, I think we end up buying the property. Let's just throw a number out there for like 60,000. But of course I didn't have 60,000, but um, in the state of Maryland and in most states, you can assign a contract. So basically what that means is I'm the buyer for her. You know, we did the transaction. I told her that I'll buy the property from you 
for 60000 right? And I know because I did my research that an actual rehabber that would fix it up and rent it out or fix it up and sell it, they would buy it for, let's say, 75000 and so I have the contract with her for 60. I find an end buyer that's willing to buy it for 75. And then so basically I assign my contract to him for the spread, for the profit, for the difference. And so he buys the property, he pays her off, and I take that middle profit. And so that's how you can actually that's crazy. get yeah, that's how you can actually get into real estate, and I exchange no money. The only money I spent, and the spread wasn't that much, by the way. It wasn't 15000 I'm just giving an example. Um, but the only money I spent was just sending her a postcard. And, and so, you know, she, she called me back, and so I did, I did three deals like that. I did three deals like that. And so, you know, I was young at the time, so I really didn't capitalize on the money that I made. And so now that I'm older and getting back into it, I have a strategy, um, you know, I'm more focused and I don't have anybody that I have to consult with <laughs> on how the money should have been spent. And so, um, you know, and so that's the easy way to do it, man. And a lot of people are doing it that way because you don't have to have the physical money to buy the property. And it's perfectly legal. It's nothing illegal about it. Why does that, like, that sounds like short drop shipping. You ever heard of that? Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, <laughs> it's drop shipping real estate. I mean, that's, oh, that's, that's the easiest way. Yeah, that's a nice hustle. <laughs> that's drop shipping ain't got nothing on that. <laughs> this, this is way different. And, and listen, and listen, now the game has changed and, and this is what I'm trying to learn is that people are doing this virtual without even going to physical properties. You know, they're um, going different states, sending it to them, never going into the property because the main thing is just knowing what the market is for that property. So as long as you know what the end goal is and you know that the seller lets you know basic repairs and if you estimate it, to the worst possible condition. It, it, I mean, it's it's no way it's no way you can lose. The challenge is just finding the people willing to sell, and that's where a lot of people quit. Because for me, like I said, I've been in sales all my life, so it's just it's just another action. And when you're doing it for yourself, it's more incentive because now you you get to keep the property. I mean, get to keep the profits, everything for yourself. The challenge is how motivated are you going to be when you keep coming up against people that's saying no, or there's other people doing the same thing and they decide to go with them. One of the aspects and things that you touched on is, is like, you know, consistency and like keep going, keep going, even though, you know, you have competition and the nose. And I think people don't understand, but the nose can really like stop people. Um, yeah. That's a, that's a real real thing like and uh i think a good example is you know if you like when you were younger like you know when you were trying to get the girl and like you got no you were like oh man i don't know if i want to keep going you know like that's that feeling 
that people will will still feel if they never did like a sales position. Like I did sales before. So like, you know, even me doing the podcast, I have to reach out to people. I've gotten like no's, you know, no answers. Just keep going, really keep going. Cause you know, I believe in what I'm doing. And just, you know, believe that, you know, I'm gonna get people, um, whether I don't get everybody. I'll just get some. Um, going back to what you, um, going back to the real estate, what are maybe some of the resources that you could, um, you want to tell our listeners that they can check out? Yeah. So, you know, resources on ways you can find these properties. Um, you know, they call them driving for dollars is one of them. Right. And driving for dollars is just basically driving around a neighborhood, looking for properties that look like no one lives there. Right. And so, you know, let's say you walk outside, you see a property and the grass is about eight feet tall and it's just been growing all summer. And so let's say the address is 1123. So basically you take that address and then you go to a particular website, which is like SDAT. I'm not for sure if it's different for each state, but it's basically a property search. And then you can see who owns the property. And so a lot of times with those properties, they are out of state owners. So they are people that maybe bought them as an investment or somebody died and it was a property passed to them and they just can't keep it up. And so one of the things you would do, you would research it and you would send them a postcard or now they have ways where you can actually reach out and call the people and say, hey, this is what I do. I'm interested in buying your property. And so you just multiply that over and over, right? Um, there's, There's ways where you can put up like bandit signs. I don't know if you've ever seen um, driving around, they have signs that say, we buy houses. Mm-hmm. And so that's basically like an investor looking to buy properties. And so one of the properties I sold um, was a property from a sign that I put up that say, we buy houses. And so somebody will be at the red light and they need your services and they'll call you and say, hey, I have a property on such and such, how much, would, how much would you give it to me for? And of course you would have to do your research, but it's a motivated person. And so that's like another way you can market looking for properties. Um, you know, and if you're, if you're in tight with a, um, a real estate agent, they can actually pull you a list of out of state buyers that purchase properties within the last 90 days and you can send them postcards. So it's really just about marketing and creating that momentum because you never know where the next sale is going to come from, but you just have to keep putting in the work, the momentum, the momentum, and um, until you strike that sale. And so it's really, it's, the process is simple, but the difficult thing is just staying motivated and being consistent. You, you also have a podcast. Tell us a little bit um, about your podcast. Well, back in July, I think like around July 26 was my first podcast. And so the podcast is called The Winner's Circle. And, you know, I was motivated to start it for a couple of reasons. One reason was I noticed that there were a lot of dope entrepreneurs in our community that no one knew about. And so they could even have, let's say 20,000 followers and the people I knew, they didn't follow them. 
And so I'm like, how do you not know about these great services, these great resources? And one of the things I like to do personally is I love to watch interviews of greats and business people. And I love when they drop gems and give you ideas and concepts to propel your business. And so I said, you know what? I'm just going to start a podcast and I'm going to reach out and invite all these dope business people and just have them come on the show and talk about how they got started, you know, some of the ups and downs within their businesses, you know, some marketing tips or any tips that you would give to somebody starting. And so at the time, I had a buddy that was just starting out and he officially launched his personal fitness brand. And so, which is Core Elite Fitness. And so I was like, man, look, I have this idea. I don't, man, will you be my first guest? And he was like, and the time it was great because he was just starting out. And so that was like the first interview. Um, you know, it was a success because he started talking about his certifications, his business, you know, how he was transformed, losing weight. And I was like, man, well, I think I'm on to something, right? And so when the show started out, it was only supposed to be once a week. And so remember, I told you I have a sales background. So when I get into it, I'm just I'm just reaching out, reaching out, reaching out, reaching out. And so what happened was I started to get all of these people saying, yes, 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 yes. And I'm like, man, I got like 10 people saying they're willing to come on the show. I'm like, man, if it's once a week, man, I'd probably be about next year trying to get everybody in. And so that excitement will leave. And so one of the things about a podcast and things like that, you want to try to keep people in the moment. You want to keep them excited because life happens. So if you schedule something a month out, you know, you got to, of course, follow up, but things can happen. And so what happened was I was like, you know what? I'm just going to add more days. And so I started like right now the podcast is um, Sunday through Thursday. Um, you know, and right now I'm doing three shows on Sundays um, and I'm doing, I'm about to go to two shows Monday through Thursday. So one at 8 p.m. and then one at 10 p.m. So next week, I'll probably hit that plateau of doing two shows a week because, like I said, that sales background kicked in and you start reaching out to 25 people a day, that's where that momentum comes in, right? <clears throat> and so a funny story about the podcast, and this is what I would encourage everybody who's thinking about starting a podcast or even starting a business is... Don't look at your limitations, right? Because a lot of times, you know, you could look at other podcasters since we're on a podcast, I'll use a podcast, and you'll say, man, they have all of these dope visuals. Um, they have dope backgrounds. You know, some, I mean, it's just, it's everybody's starting from different lanes, right? And everybody has different backgrounds on how they can add to their podcast. But what I would encourage people to do is don't focus on what you don't have, focus on what you do have, right? And so I didn't have the fancy background. I didn't have, you know, all of the, the cameras and everything like that. I just had my phone and I had my skills and my abilities. 
and I said, your skills and your abilities can't be denied, right? Because you could have all the fancy everything, but if you don't have it, you don't have it. But if you're limited on what you have, but you have those gifts and abilities, that connects with people. And people want to connect with authentic people. And so, you know, I just started rolling them in. And right now I'm at like, tonight will be like show 66. Um, and so it, it's just been going great, man. I've been making great connections. Um, you know, like the brand that I'm wearing tonight is XI11. Uh, he's a 16-year-old entrepreneur. Um, this, is, this is his clothing brand. And so I was able to connect with him. And I said, hey, man, I, I just sent out a, a post one day and I said, look, I want to sponsor other people's products on my podcast. I said, look, if anybody want to send some merchandise, I'll wear it and I'll talk about it on the show. And so he was, I had a few people that said, hey, I would be interested. But he hit me because he'd been on the show and he was like, man, I'm for it. And he sent me a shirt and he just sent me two more today. And so, you know, one of the things that I do uh, the theme of the show is networking. That's why I call it the number one networking show, because I want to be able to bridge people from every industry. I want to be the plug. I want to be the connect. I want to be the person that bridges. And I had that happen. Um, I had one person that was on the show um, seeing another person and said, hey, I want their services. You know, do you think you can kind of arrange something or reach out to them? And I was able to reach out to him and I was able to bridge that connection. And so that motivated me more to just go in harder because that was part of my vision. That was part of what I wanted to do. And when you get those small wins, the best time to go after something else is after you have that win. So for everybody that's listening, when you get one inkling of something going positive, ramp it up even more because that motivation and that inspiration is for you because you're going to have down days where you're not feeling it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, you know what I mean? I've had times where my inspiration didn't hit until I hit the Instagram live button and started my introduction. You know what I mean? Because you're still living life in between your podcast. You may get a phone call. You may get into a verbal altercation with whoever it may be, and then you're five minutes from the show, and now it's showtime. And so those are the times that you have to remember your why, right? You have to remember why you're doing it, and you have to know that what you're doing is bigger than just how you feel. You know what I mean? Because these interviews will live forever, right? The information that we're exchanging, this is legacy talk. I'm thinking legacy, right? Because I'm thinking 10, 15 years down the line that this is part of a brand. You know what I mean? The winner circle is a brand, and it's going to stem books. It's going to stem seminars. It's going to stem so many different things. And so it's, it's about legacy for me, man. And so... And that's why I started the podcast, and that's why I'm going so hard at it now, because it actually, it was therapeutic for me, man. You know what I mean? It was very, like, when I'm talking, we're doing this interview, it's therapeutic for me. And so I was able to cut out a lot of bad habits. I was able to lose some weight. I'm getting back into shape. 
because, you know, when we talked about COVID, you know, I was going through a transition in my life of building a lot of things back up that I lost. And so when you're going through that transition, you know, you, you, you have to rebuild yourself. And so when the winter circle came along, it really gave me a vision again. You know what I mean? To keep going in another dimension, a di direction. And so that's what I would encourage you to do. And that's what I tell people all the time. Get productive so you will be less destructive. Because if you spend time focusing on your purpose, you don't have time to do anything destructive, right? If I'm doing, if I'm doing two shows a day, um, one of the things that I do is I do promo videos for all my guests that come on the show, right? And the promo videos started from dealing with entrepreneurs that people don't know about. So why would someone tune in and listen if they don't know you? And so one of the things I did was I create a 60-second clip highlighting those businesses and then I put music of their choice, like their theme song, and I post it, you know, to, to highlight who's coming on the show. And one of the things I noticed with that, too, is those promotional videos is that it also gets the person excited coming on the show. Because now it's like, okay, I'm going on a TV show. It's a commercial. Everybody's seeing me. I'm, I'm going to post it. You're posting it. And so now, also, too, it helps people to take what you're doing a lot more serious because now they see that I'm investing my time, my energy, and so now they're going to also take me serious because, like, you know, when you're reaching out to people you don't know, you have no credibility with them. They don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. So those are the type of things that I like to add because it helps build that trust and to show them that I'm all in. Get into it, get into it.